Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about how public vows of chastity do nothing but set you up for failure and shame in the eyes of the world. Yeah, this is definitely now and always was an anti-purity culture podcast, and that's been really reinforced uh, by this week's episode. So thanks a lot, Sean Lowe, our born-again virgin evangelical king. This week, Zachary Shacklecross heads to Thailand for Fantasy Suites, announces many times that he will not have sex during his overnight dates, promptly has sex during an overnight date, and then just tells everyone about it. Abstinence education, taking another L this week, and we are joined to break this all down by Bachelor legend and co-host of the A Little Help for Our Friends podcast, Jacqueline Trumbull. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you. I I think I'm maybe at best a demigod. I'm not sure about this legend title. Oh, in our eyes, you're a legend. <laughs> you're a legend to us. Thanks. In every way that matters. Also, because when you come on to recap with us, it's always so insightful and fun. And we're so glad you're here for this episode, which... I mean... Me oh too. Boy. Fantasy Suites Ooh. is always the most fun to break down, I think. And it's been getting and more <laughs> and more... Uh, intense every year, it feels like. Every season, there's a new way for everyone to suffer during Fantasy Suite Week. (laughs) Like, I think back to when I first started watching the show, and it was like the Fantasy Suite was this black box that you entered, and no one discussed it. And it was almost a sort of chill week, in a way. And (laughs) that has really been blown apart. So let's brace ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it seems like the show has decided to take its gloves off in in all sorts of ways. And now sex is not a private 
thing anymore and they just feel free to air it completely and once you do that then all sorts of things can can go then down it is yeah. rife for exploitation Hard to put for that our entertainment <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let's set the scene we're in thailand the vibe for zach is feeling very good here perfect place to propose as usual, The Bachelor signals that we are in Asia by playing some clips of, like, flute and chime-based music in a very aggressive uh. way. <laughs> I notice this even more now because a lot of reality dating shows just use, like, pop music, right? And The Bachelor relies really heavily on, like, almost anthropological sound library yeah there is some sort of sound library that is getting more uncomfy by the minute (laughs) i mean and i was (laughs) watching this episode and adam walked through the room like obviously he does not watch the show at all (laughs) and he was just like what is this music this is like kind of fucked up yeah (laughs) like it was so jarring to him it's jarring it's very jarring and they lean into it also with these like fadeaways to like buddha heads and stuff during in the moments um so gabby ariel and katie are wandering the airy suites and sandy beaches of the resort thinking about just how much chemistry they have with zach how they can't wait to get some uninterrupted time with him to express how they feel Zach, meanwhile, is getting ready for the most important nights that he's going to have with these three women, which he's like, I'm definitely not going to fuck this up like Rachel did with me. Like she hmm. who must not be named, who ruined my life that night. Rachel alone. <laughs> we still it, don't know how she fucked things up, though, right? I mean, She just, like, wasn't nice to him, I guess, in the <laughs> fantasy suite because she asked him questions that oh, he no. didn't like. It's unclear. <laughs> it's unclear. But he sits down with Jesse uh, to debrief before his big challenge. And he says he's terrified of fantasy suites going wrong, like they did with Rachel when he got his heart ripped out of his chest. He's like, I don't anticipate this happening with any of these women, but you never know. I didn't expect it with Rachel. Do I even know these women? But he has a plan, which he explains to Jesse. We have a clip. What's most important to me and, and to express to each and every single one of the women is um, no sex, no, no, no sex of, of any kind for fantasy suites. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big decision. <laughs> they really gave him a directive. They were like, look, Zach, just ape your buddy, Sean. It worked for him. It can work for you. Unfortunately, Zach does not have the religious convictions <laughs> of Sean Lowe. So yeah. he's just like artificially putting up this barrier of like sex. Don't do it. It really is weird how like the degree they're taking this to. Like Sean also finished his season in Thailand, in Thailand. with three sexless fantasy suite dates. And they're like, Zach, if you follow this formula, <laughs> you will have three beautiful children in less than five years. <laughs> I love how much this screams of desperation that they've only had one successful bachelor, you know, out of 20,000. And so they're like, just do whatever he did. We can't help you further, clearly. Yeah, we've tried a bunch of other ways of doing it and none of them worked. So we're just going to try this one again in a controlled setting. They clearly think that Zach has what it takes to recreate Sean's journey, but 
Apparently, for some people, it's very hard to go three nights in a row without sex. And so, Sean, in a way, we have to salute you for for your willpower. <laughs> um, he, he says that Sean pointed out that sex can muddy things. And honestly, it's not just Sean at this point. The last few seasons of, of Fantasy Suites have been such a disaster that I think you don't even need Sean's example to come to the conclusion right. that maybe you just shouldn't have sex. Like, Not because sex is bad, but because you're, in, you're on a show that will actively exploit any sexual experience that you have. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, I think we said this before when we saw this in the previews. We were like, oh, in a way, this is smart strategy. But it's only smart if you don't do you, it if you actually, like, follow it. (laughs) Yeah. It's clear that he really didn't want a Clayton situation. Like, this is all also kind of shade at Clayton. It's like, I'm just not going to go there because clearly (laughs) once you start banging, (laughs) the show collapses around your ears. Jesse doesn't want this to happen, though. It's clear. (laughs) He's like, this sounds boring. So he takes the, like, shady sip of his drink. He's like, so, uh... You sure about this? Like, you really want to bang these women, right? Like, it seems like you might be tempted to go back on this, on this promise that you're making. Foreshadowing. You know, Zach Zach acknowledges there's just that animalistic attraction. Not a phrase I needed to hear (laughs) come out of Zach's mouth, but he's like, it's going to be, it's going to be real hard. And again, I I say, if it's, if it's going to be that difficult, just don't say anything about it to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is stopping you from getting into the fantasy suite and being like, I think we should just talk and I want to do this with every date this week because I don't want to get into hot water or like make a mistake and ruin things. So I just want to focus on getting to know you better. And you don't have to announce it on television. I'm so, I'm kind of conflicted about this. I feel like I would have... Uh, appreciated almost for professional reasons, the announcement that there will be mm. no sex. I, but I mean, I went onto that show with such, you know, with that hanging over my head like a specter constantly. It's like, what, you know, how am I going to be seen professionally? And there mm. would be some relief at, yeah, n- knowing nothing went down in the fantasy suite. That's but interesting. It, it did call attention to it. You do have to follow through. And I, I mean, right. this is the thing, like, I don't really blame him too much for having good intentions and then being weak-willed. I mean, it's he he didn't do anything intentionally bad and he had yeah, he had good intentions, but yikes. <laughs> yeah, yikes is yikes is Ooh. right. So still not knowing how this week is going to turn out for him, Zach heads for a sultry outdoor shower to clean his body and hopefully his mind and just think about how difficult it will be to resist the attraction and pull he feels toward these women because there's, quote, a lot of pent-up energy. After, like, at this point, weeks... We know what that means, of Zach. heavy makeouts with a lot of hot women. Yeah, no, we all know. But he's like, we've got to be careful. There are real feelings involved. I think it's important not to explore sexual relationships. While there are still three women, Clayton. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been a good idea? So we start with Ariel's date. And Ariel looks beautiful and white. Her hair, stunning. So, so glossy. I need her to drop the hair routine. <laughs> There's nothing I could do that could make my hair look like Ariel's, but... She's just like, <laughs> it's genetic. But I want it's that for you, genes. Emma. <laughs> Yours is closer. I could see it. 
They head off for like a little nighttime excursion in a little mini taxi. Zach is like so excited about Ariel. He's like, she's so intriguing. She's so mysterious. She's so different from everyone else. She's and- a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> The allure of the other. (laughs) He's like, I won't hold myself back from falling in love with someone who isn't what I expected. (laughs) Just a really beautiful, beautiful, hot, white woman from the same country that he's from, who has a slightly different personality from some other women. So they're headed to a special open-air market that's only open at night so they can wander and sample all of the local foods, specifically cricket, or as Zach believes he hears, chicken. I think once he finds out it's cricket, he's like, oh, did I already commit to eating this? And yes, he did. He did. (laughs) This is a fun date. This is a really good, good date. Yeah, they just get to wander around a food market. Like that's, this is what they always do in Asia though. Every single yeah. time a bachelor's gone to Asia, they go to a night market. And, and I'm always like, this is the date that I would food. want. Because <laughs> I just want to eat and hang out. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's true. They do even make the comment, the, the standard comment that's like, we should try the weirdest stuff. Yeah, they love to point out, like, Asia, they eat weird things. Yeah. Okay, guys, calm down. Yeah, scorpion. Cricket. This was the first time it was modeled that, again, quote, like, weird food can taste good. Normally, yeah, it's, yeah. It's I, I was at least disgust. <laughs> exactly. I was at least glad that they it was like an exciting thing mm-hmm. that seemed desirable to do rather than total spectacle. Mm-hmm. And that makes a difference. I think the show so often presents this as either like a group date activity that you have to see who's like fear factory enough to actually try mm-hmm. the local food and stand out to the lead by being brave enough to eat totally normal food from a different culture or even on a one-on-one in that same way that's like oh it's so weird but like I'll do it for you and Ariel's like into it she's like I love the cricket we should get more like yeah she's like these are delicious <laughs> like and I believe it I bet that food is really good I've heard it's very nutty Mm-hmm. Cricket was on the Great British Bake Off this season. Like, it's basically mainstream at this point <laughs> here, in, here in the West. They also try some very spicy food, but the chemistry, Zach says, is even spicier. I believe we have a clip. When I kiss Ariel, my body just gets hot. Oh my God. Turn on the AC, please. I, I feel like I, I don't need all the vivid descriptions about how his body is reacting to Ariel's touch. <laughs> We're like, we get it. We get it, bud. You think Ariel's a real hot lady. Yeah, we got it. The temperature is rising in here. They're feeding each other treats. They're making out so much that Zach is, like, getting flustered and doing that thing that guys sometimes do after a hookup where he's just like, uh, hi, uh, <laughs> Um, hello. <laughs> so crazy. I Hi. enjoy their chemistry because they just seem genuinely into each other, at least physically. Guys, imagine the questions that he's being asked in the ITMs that generate those responses. <laughs> like, how is your body reacting to Ariel's touch? <laughs> they are so ready for him to break on one of these dates. They're like, are you feeling aroused right now, would you say? Like, could you describe it with sensory details? <laughs> 
Yeah, they're like, if we just put this idea in his head enough, he will fuck this up and it'll be great. (laughs) Um, It reminds me of when uh, Caitlin Bristow recently went on a podcast and was like, they brainwashed me into thinking that Nick was hot by asking me what it tasted like to kiss him and being like, oh, I I wish I could taste Nick's lips or something. I'm like, ooh, they get in there. <laughs> they have a lot of uh, leading questions. So they're uh, they're enjoying the night market. They're they're watching some performers. They're eating spicy food. And Ariel's like, I love a gritty experience. Like rather than a super romantic date, like it really tests what you can handle. We're gonna test some boundaries. She does not yet know what firm boundaries there are for this date. <laughs> So they head to dinner. Uh, They get cleaned up. And after eating, like, a whole bunch of food at night, it's now time for them to go to dinner. And this is all intercut with a montage of Gabby contemplating how much insecurity and self-doubt she's feeling. And they make it seem... This it's always unclear to me how accurate this is or whether it's just editing, but they make it seem as though she can see and hear Zach and Ariel walking to dinner from her window. And she's, like, journaling, and she's, like, it's so hard to know that he's with someone else right now. I'm not in a good headspace. If I can't get out of my head, it's not going to be good. Dun-dun-dun. And they are playing, again, like, the drum and flute-based, like, music and, like, intermingling her head with, like, (laughs) Buddha statue heads and stuff. I was, like, what vibe are you trying to create here? It feels (laughs) off. Um, Back on the dinner date, Ariel tells Zach that she just loves how adventurous he is. She rarely finds a guy who can match her adventurous spirit. And Zach is like, yeah, when we're together, we're just in our own little world. It's so good. She tells him that she often has a moment when she's starting to fall for someone where she pulls back to protect herself, but she's choosing not to do that because she is falling in love with him. And Zach beams. He's He's like, so happy. He's so happy. And he's like, you know, there's only one person I can love at the end of all this, but I absolutely can see a future with you. I want you to know that. And they make out. And this is when he produces the fantasy suite card and explains to her that over the past week, he came to the decision that for a happy engagement and marriage, sex would be off the table for the week. And he's like, I do feel a physical connection with you, but I want to save it for that moment of engagement. And Ariel admits that she's surprised (laughs) by this rule. She's like, I wasn't sure what I was expecting. Um, But yeah, it wasn't that. But I'm just excited to spend time together. And in her in the moment, she's like, you know, it's important to keep it sexy. So yeah, I did want to have those physical moments. But it can still be hot and sexy, just like disclosing student loan debt and political affiliations (laughs) while seated across from each other. (laughs) They're sitting on opposite sides of the bed. Like, okay, let's get down to brass tacks That's real intimacy, you know, like grilling each other about all these details that you can't talk about on camera. Would you two have a preference for whether you'd have sex or not in the fantasy suite? That's a really... uh, I mean, honestly, I think I would prefer... Not to because mm-hmm. it, like if it if it meant that no one was doing it because I'm kind of like uptight, <laughs> but I, I was surprised that none of the women felt seemed to feel um, 
soothed by that, given yeah. how badly it went when Clayton had sex with yeah. everyone. And they, they also, both seemed disappointed. I could see it going both ways. Like, in I part of me would feel relieved that it was just off the table and that I had a security around the other relationships. But also, to have that boundary, it it is weird to think about, like, even if you know you're really just starting dating, to, like, accept a proposal mm. when it's, like, we've had so little physical intimacy. Like, that's... I don't know, if you've spent time dating, you know that you can get to the physical part with someone, and sometimes it can just really not mesh. Yeah, I'd be like, I I at least need to see your dick, dude. Just, <laughs> just a visual. Like, I need some, yeah. some information. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a solo demonstration, at least. Like, come on. <laughs> I would. I want that way of getting around sex in the fantasy suites. <laughs> Everyone stay on your opposite corners, but like masturbate. <laughs> you can get it's a not sense sex. of your styles, you know? Yeah. I think also like, I would love to see them do it like they do the father's blessing sometimes. Like, I didn't want to ask all of the fathers at hometowns. Um, so I'm just going to call right before I propose and get it last minute. Just like last minute, you've picked the woman and then you're like, we need 90 minutes in a suite by ourselves with no cameras to talk about something really important. <laughs> I think that they should try, they should introduce like a little like directly pre proposal sex suite option. Just, I mean, the ideal way to handle this is just go in having a sense of who you're going to pick and only leave sex on the table with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with like, everyone that else, is just the kill safest the vibe. Way. Everyone right. else just kill the vibe the way Rachel did with Zach. <laughs> but he did not appreciate that. <laughs> so they retreat to the fantasy suite. 70s, like, porny music is playing as they of make course. out in the private pool and then on the bed. Zach is seeming to feel tempted. He's like, there's this pole. I get giddy with her. She's absolutely beautiful. And I'm thinking, what did I set myself up for? We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Zach and Ariel's morning after. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that 
I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. And we're back. The morning after, they are fully clothed in bed. I did immediately check. And here's what they have to say about the, 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 the night that they passed together. We did do like three different positions. Yeah. It was like the side. Sleeping positions. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> To be clear. (laughs) To be clear, definitely sleeping positions. Ariel's wearing some really cute pajamas. They make out some more. They say a very affectionate goodbye. And Zach affirms to us that it was just really great to just have conversations and not have sex. And he feels 
really good about the boundary that he that he set. Yeah. So you just know it's it's all going to go wrong. <laughs> I feel like this is the, the one of the issues maybe is that he was so tempted with with Ariel and then he and he resisted and he was like feeling so good about himself and then he forgot that he had to stay fully steeled for two more days. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I did it. <laughs> Um, what's that called? Like, like moral licensing or something where you like feel like you've done something really good and then you let yourself do something like terrible afterwards. You're just like, ooh, I deserve this one as a treat. So that brings us to Gabby's date. Gabby is ready to get herself back in a good headspace, pick up where they left off. And this date was really just like the first half of it, at least, was just a showcase for Gabby's like insecurities which was really hard to watch like from the very beginning like before the date had even started she was like it's so hot I'm gonna smell terrible my self tanner is gonna melt off but I guess he should love me regardless and I'm like yeah he should (laughs) like (laughs) you're really hot it's hard to keep that perspective on that show though yeah 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 I, because I still have, I feel like my, my body image actually kind of went up when I was on the show because I had expected to be sent home early amongst the supermodels, you know, and then I was like, I actually kind of outlasted. But I feel like now is when it's kind of tanked again because it's my peer group in some ways are these just like perfect bodied, mm. you know, siren figures. And I, I just can imagine that her, any, I never had to feel salty and sweaty and stringy haired. You know, yeah, there was something relatable about it in in a way that really bummed me out. Where it was just like you could tell that she was just in that headspace of I'm physically uncomfortable. I don't feel my best. Mm-hmm. I'm so aware that I have to impress this guy. I'm so aware that I'm being filmed right now, and like all of that. Mm-hmm. She just couldn't. She couldn't get out of her head, even though she knew that she should. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I have been in that headspace before and it sucks but there's something about like the super controlled type of aesthetic that we expect from from women on tv now Mm -hmm. that on paradise we're constantly seeing it that women are in these beautiful locations do it like relaxing on the beach having what should be a good time and they're preoccupied with the fact that the weather makes it difficult for them to maintain this like robotically perfect presentation where their pores because are they're invisible. Also p- probably aware that they're going to get a lot of mean comments online, right? Like you're almost bracing well, yourself. We can't for... smell her either. So she's also like, Zach's gonna judge me. And I'm like, Zach yeah. is first of all sweating buckets. <laughs> and as we can see every time he's on screen. And also, if he likes you, that sweat it's pheromones like he's gonna be into it so like such a good point you would love to see her just be able to relax and like enjoy it but instead it clearly is bringing up a lot of her very understandable insecurities and so the first part of the date is a little up and down they they're taking a big boat that as gabby says looks like a little pirate ship with blood red sails they're sailing it to a private island so they stand on the prow, they do some Titanic, you know, we're flying. And then they jump off the side to swim. They relax on the private beach. And he says, you look beautiful. And Gabby says, I don't. I look really crusty. Oh. She looks beautiful <laughs> again. I assume she feels the salt in her hair. 
No one else can see it the way that you can feel it, though. It's always important to remember. (laughs) And she admits that she's been in her head a little bit. She's like, I've often been chosen second. And so not having seen you for so long, she had the first hometown date. She's like, I haven't seen you for so long. And then I got the second fantasy suite. So my mind just went to being second again. I know it like doesn't matter. It's just the order that things fell. But sometimes when you feel strongly about someone, you just want to find something that's not right. And that's what my mind went to. I thought the date was completely going off the rails here because he starts giving her that face that he gives you before he sends you home. (laughs) That like frowny, (laughs) disillusioned face that's like, oh, is this not what Mm. I thought it was? And I was like, oh, Gabby. Oh, girl, you're in we're worried. <laughs> but they do manage to right the ship. I mean, when she's done, he does sound a little annoyed. He's like, thank you for opening up, but it's really not a mind game. I'm just trying to figure this out day by day and, like, do what feels right to me. And she Which completely... Is, <laughs> I would dissolve at that, too. Like, yeah. okay, it's not a mind game, oh. but you're doing what feels right to you, and what feels right to you is to have me second. Right. right. <laughs> oh my, also, at this point, how are you not just reading into everything? Mm-hmm. Like, you, it's just, that's all the information you have to go on. Yeah. All you have is, he chose the order of these dates for whatever reason, and I'm in the middle. Yeah, yeah, an order traditionally does matter somewhat on The Bachelor. I mean, Rose order typically has some hidden meaning. Yeah. yeah, she does this thing that is so common. I do all the time, which is she's emotional, but she can't find much logical justification for it. And so, and she knows that she doesn't want to come across as crazy. So she, she's like trapped in her head, you know, but she can't get out of the emotion because she can't figure out a way to validate her own emotional experience. And anything that comes out of her mouth, she feels like is illogical. And so then she tries probably to invalidate her emotional experience by saying, I know this is crazy. I know this isn't right. You know, there's probably nothing to this, but yet I feel this way anyway. And that is just gonna. And that's also what you kind of have to do Mm -hmm. with Zach, because Mm -hmm. if you insist that your perception of your own emotions is right and logical and fair, he sends you home, like, right away. (laughs) Like, if she was like, no, it does matter. Like, it does matter the order. It does matter that you haven't wanted to see me right away when I was the first date. Like, order matters on this show, and, like, I want to be with you. And so I care about whether... I'm getting the signals that that would not go well. It would not go well. She would be just, she would be back on that pirate ship, like sobbing, sobbing the rest of her makeup off on the way back to the United States. And the only way that you can manage Zach and his fear of being, his decisions being questioned is to be like, I'm sure that it's like totally Mm -hmm. crazy of me to be saying this, but like, I'm having this like super illogical feeling that I'm sure will just go away because it's not your fault. And that is, I think, what saves Gabby. But she also ultimately takes a moment, which I think yeah. was smart. Like she, she doesn't try to push it here. Yeah, like she needs to step away, so she she excuses herself. Like he is at this point being like, it's not a mind game, as if she's accusing him of playing a mind game with her, which she wasn't. So he's like defensive already, and she's like, all right. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else to have this complicated feeling that is threatening to you. And so, yeah, she does head off to vent to a producer and cry and get some comfort from someone who will not immediately ship her off. So I think we have a clip of what she says. I feel very stupid. 
and foolish and I hate this. I feel disgusting, I feel ugly, I feel all sorts of things. Why can't I be happy? I don't even feel like I can go back there. I was like so emotional, so happy. Now I'm so emotional again. Right now I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, get a grip. Yikes. Oh, Poor Gabby. broke my heart. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's funny because, like, uh, it just brings, it's like it triggers every insecurity that she has at the same time. But she, like, can't be fun and in a good mood for Zach. And now suddenly it's not just that, you know, that I feel like I'm ruining this experience by by being moody. It's like, I'm ugly, I'm not good enough, like, I'm disgusting. Everything is wrong with me at once. You have a very limited range of emotional expression when you're on that show. I mean, you it's it you see her berating herself so much there and calling herself stupid for probably having an incredibly sane reaction which is to be very emotional and insecure on a show where there are two women left and they were supposed to have sex that night um and yet she's calling herself stupid and foolish but you can't um you can't fully let yourself emote or feel any of those things because when you come to you're trapped there with the man who's kind of who's the main part of this, right? And you constantly have to choose your worth and compete with other people. So your emotions have to be so controlled. You have Mm -hmm. to have full responsibility over them, which I think is a good idea in general to have responsibility over your own emotions. But um, yeah, it's just kind of a trapped feeling. Yeah. It makes me always remember a book that made a very profound impression on me many years ago, which is The Woman Destroyed by Simone de Beauvoir, which is about a woman whose husband has an affair and all her friends are like, yeah, affairs happen. Like, you need to play this right. You need to act cool about it. Keep being a welcoming Mm -hmm. space at home. Eventually he's going to get bored with this other woman and come back to you. And she instead has a mental breakdown, basically. And I feel like often the women end up in this sort of position where they're like, I know the smart thing to do to win this game is to be so chill and unbothered and to just be totally in a good mood and focused on having a a wonderful day with him. But it's also completely rational to be having all those emotional reactions to what you know is happening with the rest of his time. And yeah. so you can't always make the smart choice. Like you're And you also just have no safe emotional outlet. Like yeah. yeah. That trapped feeling that you you referenced, Jacqueline, it it that's so apropos because she is 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 truly trapped between either talking about her emotions to Zach, who has his own set of of rules that he's following and is like has a direct hand in that, in what she's feeling. And a producer whose job it is essentially is to find those insecurities, needle them, exploit them, and make a TV show. And a camera, so there's no privacy. Yeah, I mean, I think this is especially really relevant when it comes to Katie um, and Gabby later on, where it's actually like a reaction to something that Zach did. It's his fault. And the limited way in which you can hold him accountable. (laughs) Yeah. We can talk about that later. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're, this, is, this is like all we're going to talk about this whole episode. So finally, Zach finds her on a bench trying to calm down. The producers were like, all right, you're up, buddy. Head in there and try not to make things worse. And she frantically is like, no, I'm okay. It's fine. I'm, I'm okay. Like, everything's fine. And he's like, no, like, are you actually okay? Like, what's going on? And she tells him 
that the previous night she was very activated because it brought up a lot of feelings about when she was cheated on and chosen second. And she's like, it's not your fault. I'm just very tired. And it brought those feelings back. And I'm just in this very emotional place. And I will say that Zach, to his credit, does respond much better to this disclosure than he does the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, Zach responds to nothing as well as he responds to like a disclosure of past personal trauma. Like he's like that. This I know how to metabolize like a terrible thing happened to you and you're still dealing with it. And I'm here to comfort basically. And he's like, I understand. Like I also get in my own head a lot even like about whether I said the wrong thing to you on a date. Like it's a very hard process. We're all doing our best. What we have is so special. And I think at one point she, she says like, I'm a human. And (laughs) I found that just, I don't know, kind of hit me. Mm. And he's like, yeah, like this is really hard. We're in a really hard situation. He holds her, he comforts her, he kisses her head. Gabby finally starts to brighten up a little. And they walk on the beach and wade into the water. He does some some curls with her body, you know, just got to stay in shape. As you do. As you do. And she's so touched. She's like, he comforted me. He cared. She's feeling really a lot better about this relationship heading into the night date than she did earlier in the day. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Gabby's night date. Can you keep up? I like Springtime vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. 
I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back, and it is time for Gabby's night date. She's still processing the pain of Zach having seen her with salt in her hair and her makeup melting off. She's like, I wasn't at my best, crying, looking gross, my hair being disgusting. Gabby, just have to say, your hair is so beautiful. Yeah. And he still looked at me and said, you look beautiful. You can never look ugly. So she's feeling reassured. She's ready to open up. So they toast to her feeling supported and chosen first, which... Again, she I'm was chosen you, second. <laughs> and then she's, yeah. Yeah, she's mm. like, I felt bad for ruining such a fun date, but now let's dig deeper into my past shitty relationship. She says, basically, she found out that her boyfriend cheated on her, but she chose to look the other way because she didn't know that she was worthy of better, and she just accepted being in a bad place. And... She's like, with you, I always know you have my best interests at heart. And Zach is like, you always deserve to be first. Who could not put you first? Except me, who's <laughs> about to put you second, like, several times and probably at the end of this. Yeah. Oh, poor Gabby. He's in, a, he's in a confusing situation where, like, the one thing that you need to tell her to make her feel better is, like, you are worthy of being chosen higher than second. But she is one of three women left. And by definition, she is just not being put first right now. At best, she's on an equal playing field with everyone of three. And he tells her he also used to have huge insecurities in relationships, but he doesn't feel that way with her, which makes sense because her whole like existence revolves around him at this point. And that's kind of the upside of being the bachelor. Mm -hmm. So Gabby tells Zach at last that she is falling in love with him and she's beaming. His reaction to this through me a little bit he smiles and then he sort of looks down and bites his lip he doesn't seem to be sure how to respond and there's an awkward enough lag that gabby finally goes yay <laughs> she's adorable <laughs> she's like aren't we excited i told you i'm falling in love with you and finally he's like i want to kiss you and she's like i'm right here and he's like meet me in the middle <laughs> so they both lean over to kiss and i'm like I don't know. No part of this reaction feels like the most encouraging to me. Okay. In his defense, I don't know how I would engineer four different reactions to the admission, I'm falling in love with you. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. like he just did it twice. He did it with Charity and Ariel, and now he's got a third. Do you think that he, on some part of his head, is like, I can't do the same thing that I did. Probably. I mean, was, it might have been Clayton who said the exact same thing every time to like, I don't even know if it was yeah. an I love you or something else. But I just, I remember being like, oh man, you, that was so good the first time. You can't repeat it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hard. Most of us only so have true. like one genuine reaction in us to that sort of news. And, and usually it's I love you too, right? Which is off the table yeah. for him. Like, I don't know I think, how I would react once to this. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I know. Because if that, you say like, thank you for telling me that, that sounds cold. That's so nice <laughs> or, of you to say. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I really appreciate your feelings of love for me. I think that they usually have their greatest success when they just convey immense excitement with their expression and body language and then they swoop in for the kiss like right away Mm -hmm. you're just like (gasps) big smile make out yeah you can't leave the pause the pause the pause will get you like when katie told him i was like he just looks so thrilled it's like every fiber of him is like vibrating Mm -hmm. with excitement and i thought it was really palpable and in this moment it seems like he's like what do I do? Okay, now what? And it's like, yeah, it's not even that I blame him. It's more that if I were Gabby, I would, of course, be reading the tea leaves and being like, mm-hmm. is this how it usually goes when, like, the winner reveals that she's falling in love? So he does, like, regroup a little bit. They kiss, and he's, like, hearing those words from Gabby just feels like a puzzle coming together. Like, everything's clicking into place. And... At this point, he produces the fantasy suite card and gives Gabby the speech that's like, this is the week where, for lack of a better term, shit can hit the fan. And for a lot of people, this is viewed as sex week. This is the famous moment, the infamous moment, where Zach refers to fantasy suites as sex week. And thus gives the show license to say it one million times. And he's like, it can just cause more problems. So I've decided to approach this week by not having sex. I think it's the healthiest way. Gabby looks displeased, I would say. (laughs) In her in the moment, she's like, it doesn't really bring me, like, relief, I wouldn't say. It's clear that they, like, asked her if she was relieved. (laughs) She's like, I wouldn't say that I feel relieved, (laughs) per se. (laughs) And she's like, well, sex is important in a relationship, Um, I didn't think I was, like, going to get engaged to someone I never had sex with. But um, we'll do it later. And, like, I won't try to seduce you. It's fine. And in in the moment, she's like, at first I was bummed, but I think it'll be great. I can't wait for him to see my skincare routine. He's not test driving anything. (laughs) He knows he wants a Porsche. So she's she's talking herself around. (laughs) She's like, this is fine. It's fine. (laughs) They get into a rowboat and float over to their romantic guest house. This was this was a cool, a cool fantasy suite. And of course, Gabby's like, wow, what a big bed. Lots of room for activities. Like Monopoly. Like, yeah, like board games. Mostly board games. That's what I do in bed. <laughs> they make out. And Gabby in her in the moment says, Zach says he's not having sex, but I don't know. Maybe he will. I I feel like they are kind of playing this, like, Gabby is, like, not going to take no for an answer. Like, she's, like, going to seduce him. She's like, maybe he will break his rule for me. Ariel said the same thing, though. Yeah. Well, all these women are trying to tempt him away from the straight and narrow path of Sean Lowe. And finally one of them succeeded. He has no no conviction on this. (laughs) He doesn't actually... Well, I wouldn't believe it for a second either. I mean, (laughs) men being able to hold off from sex is like, (laughs) it's not been my experience. Sean did it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't don't date Christians, so maybe that's everyone can. (laughs) 
In the morning, they do, like Ariel and, and Zach before, look cozy but fully clothed in bed. And he t- <laughs> he tells her that growing up, his nickname was Mowgli, like the kid from the colonialist <laughs> tract, The Jungle Book. I know. I was like, oh, no, Zach. Yeah, I don't. We gotta it's not talk a, about that. <laughs> it was a different time. Um He's like, you know, the kid in underwear from the Jungle Book, because I used to walk around in my whitey tidies. I was like, whitey tidies? It's tidy whitey, Zach. It's tidy whitey, Zach. Um, I've never heard whitey tidies. I don't know that I knew that. Whitey tidies. So I've tidy never whitey heard sounds whitey weird when you think about it too much, but the minute you say whitey tidies, you're just like, that's not right. Like, I had to go back and rewind this because I was like, whitey tidies. Did I hear this wrong? No. Whitey tidies. Um... And he points out that she has a scratch on her forehead, which he kisses and says is cute. They then share a sweet makeout sesh, and Gabby seems to be feeling really, really good and secure after yeah. this night. She's like, we feel the same about each other. It doesn't always need to be expressed in in words. I could feel it in our cuddle sesh the night before. We love a cuddle sesh. It's like the way that like the the book my parents got me when I was five and um, my mom was pregnant with my brother to like explain adults have a special cuddle and then <laughs> there's a baby. Oh, okay. Is that is that what I should be telling telling the kids about, <laughs> about how it happens? Yeah. <laughs> Put that in my back pocket. It's a special cuddle that makes it happen. Um and Zach, meanwhile, says that having that special time alone was huge for their relationship. And it was a passionate night and very special. But his whole perspective on how the week was going to go changed because something very special happened between them. And now he feels he's holding in a secret. Oh, Zach. It's clear at this point that they did not merely have a cuddle sesh the night before. So now Zach has to talk to his favorite therapist, Jesse Palmer. <laughs> Jesse Palmer, licensed sex therapist. Right, Jacqueline? Seems, mm-hmm. seems qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse knocks on his door. He's like, I heard you have a secret and a sexy one at that. So here I am. Let's discuss. Let's get into Let's it. Let's dish. Zach tells him with sort of a wistful sigh that it was an unreal night and day with Gabby. And every time he sees her, it's like, yeah, seeing life with her isn't so hard. It's easy. And Jesse's like, great. Sounds like a good setup you got going on there. And Zach is like, there's more. Remember what I said about taking sex off the table? I think we have a clip of how he continues. It changed. Um, with Gabby in our overnight, um, we both agreed and wanted to have sex together. And it was, um, very special. It was important and it was what we both wanted and needed for the relationship. And I feel terrible because I've essentially like gone against my word. Oh, there. Th- this is a uh, very serious and important. And uh, I also just always find it so funny when people say that they had sex together. Together, okay. I clocked of, that too. 
I don't know why I find it so. It's just so. It seems so redundant. It's like it's redundant. It's implied. You're like, yeah, we had sex. I assume it was together. Together. Um, sorry, Zach. I, mean, I, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know this was a very sensitive disclosure for you, and That's that probably wasn't not the, first the important thing on your mind. takeaway. But I also clocked that, Claire. So maybe we have the same like verbal annoyances. Um, but the minute that I saw Jesse come in and Zach started talking, I was like, this is bad. Like, this yeah. is just a huge error. And there's no way that this is not violating to Gabby, even if, and I do believe Zach went into all of this with good intentions. But I think he needed to prioritize the privacy and respect for the woman that he was sexually intimate with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, above this, some other things he prioritized. Like, ugh. It's just smacks of, you know, men not understanding what it is like to be a woman and the implications for them of having sex, the reputational implications, you know, that in his mind it was paramount to just not have any secrets rather than understanding the consequences for not keeping a secret. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just like it's one thing to not in to not keep a secret from someone else you're dating. Mm -hmm. But they're on national TV. Mm -hmm. Like the minute that he even said to the camera, I feel I'm holding a secret, mm -hmm. he violated Gabby's trust. He shared something about a sexual experience they had, and she did not know that that was going to be shared yeah. to the public. The problem is, it doesn't seem like there were many options. I mean, the, the best thing that could have happened was that production would have helped um, protect her, you know, by saying, we're not going to use the footage of you mm -hmm. making this declaration. You know, we're going to clean this up a little bit. But instead, he he did this and then had very few options, right? Like, is he going to go into the fantasy suite with Katie and make the same declaration? Or is he not? And then we're all going to fill in the, like, the audience is going to fill in the blanks. Um, so it, it, I don't know what I would have done, I guess, in that situation. Obviously, he just shouldn't have had sex. But it was consensual. You know, it it, it is... <laughs> People make mistakes and of give course. Them, yeah. like I, I just don't know. I don't know what the best course would have been. He's just I put think himself that's why in a very bad position by mm -hmm. right. making this declaration because now he's in a situation where he both wants to be like, I feel good about the decision that I made. It was consensual. It was it, it was emotionally important. important. And also, I feel terrible about it and guilty because I've wronged people by doing it. And it just didn't really have to be that way. And now he's in this position where he's sorry for something he's not sorry for. And he regrets something that no woman would want him to regret doing with her. And it's just, I, I personally lean towards he should have not immediately gone running to production and told them everything. Because... That was a decision that involved Gabby's privacy as well. And if he wasn't sure how to navigate that, like he put himself in that position. Like it's on him now to like figure out, like, am I going to just not tell, not say it to Katie and deal with it later off camera before the show airs? Or am I going to 
say it to Katie, even knowing that it's a lie, and disclose it to Katie afterwards off camera. Like, I feel like he, that stuff's probably sounded harder, and, like, he was going to have to do some stuff he felt uncomfortable with. And, yeah, keep a secret, but he put himself in that position. It's kind of on him to do the messy stuff to clean it up without just being like, Gabby and I had sex, everyone, all right? I just, I didn't tell her I was going to tell you, but it's true. I mean, I don't see him as shirking responsibility or shirking um, discomfort. I mean, you know, deciding to tell everybody is is uncomfortable on its own. I think the problem is you have no one to go to other than production. It's really hard to figure out in your own head what the best course of action right. would be when something is this complicated and high stakes. And so it's really tempting to go to, I mean, production. That's your confidant. They do gain your trust. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And like those are your friends, jobs. in a sense. They're also yeah, the experts so, on the show and framing and all of this. But it's like, and, how can you trust them after? Like, I don't know. I look at how badly things went with Clayton making mm-hmm. a similar disclosure <laughs> the previous Bachelor season. And I'm like, how could you, if they were sitting there being like, you have to go on camera and talk about this honestly with all the women and the public, how could you not on some level be like, well, you've you've turned a situation like this into a real shit show in the past. So it's not like you're the experts on managing the fallout of this with limited human damage. I think when they're the only, they're they're your only options, you just trust anyway. And also production can sometimes just tell you how it's going to be, right? Like they can, uh, they can say, if you don't do this, we're going to do this, or we're not going to do this for you. Or like, I mean, I had to break up with Ari in a very particular way. Yeah. So, I just don't know how much freedom you have. I mean, ultimately, Zach, there there are things he could have done. I'm not right. saying that he was choiceless You're not here. taking total responsibility off of him. But yeah. obviously, they also yeah. are in a situation where, like, although you have, you do have control over your actions, that also is, is compromised fundamentally yeah. by the, the situation that you're in. Yeah. I just, I, that's why I just keep coming back to, like, you need to have the sense of self going into this week, actually knowing what you want to do, and then you have to stick with it because mm-hmm. or else you are left with a mess and you are going to be exploited and your actions then are going to be exploited and cause other people pain. Like that is that is the reality. So you either need to decide you're going to make a protective declaration and then you need to stick with that or like, have a strategy for dealing with fallout or you need to just you never speak about it at all and say I'm gonna do the things that make me feel good and then you just use coded language no matter what and you say like we had a really great night and it really furthered our relationship and that's it like yeah like it's mm-hmm. clear that Gabby thought that this was a secret between them and yeah so you have to I, treat. I, I think it's oh, it's unkind to not treat it that way. I like. I think that it it makes. I understand your point, Jacqueline, about taking responsibility and that it's not like he's like trying to do the easy thing or shirk responsibility. But I think that we keep seeing men who are bachelors do this thing where they're like, "I'm stepping up and I'm taking responsibility as a man by t- declaring to the world that I had sex with that woman." who did not know I was going to disclose that. And I'm like, that's not the I way. I like, agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that goes back to, like, men not understanding the implications for women and what it's like to be a woman in this in this 
sex culture, you know, where yeah. we are so punished for it. I mean, there's so, I have repeatedly come against this in real life of men just, I mean, A, just constantly pressuring for sex, right? And and seemingly think it's absurd to have any um, hesitation when it comes to sex. And then also, of course, a culture of purity and telling women they mm-hmm. shouldn't. And so it's just so complicated. Men don't seem to get that. There's so much entitlement around sex. And then that shows up with when they think they're doing the right thing. It's, it's actually kind of an entitled way to go. Is my relationship is more important than your privacy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way way to put it. And I also just got the sense through all of this that he was really thinking first and foremost about how this is going to impact Katie. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. when he he keeps saying like, I, I don't want to start a marriage with, with a secret. And I think what that actually means is like, I don't want to propose to Katie. Correct. That's right, what I mean. Because his, his, would you his really feel weird is- about starting a relationship with Gabby based on a secret right. that you two had sex together? Like, because <laughs> that's actually not a secret. It's normal for not everyone to know when you and your partner first had sex. It's more that he, yeah, plans to start a relationship with someone else who wouldn't that know. Is the, that's the ultimate sense that that I got. And so I have like, I have some amount of empathy for him because I think he is in a very difficult situation. But ultimately, he fucked up and he violated Gabby's trust. And in all of this, I just... I felt so bad for the position that Gabby was put in in this episode. It made me feel like really, really sick for her. I think honestly. also, given that it does seem clear that Katie's the one he's truly protecting here, which means it's probably Katie in the end, right? Don't don't fuck somebody you're gonna send home soon, you know? Yeah. Just <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is something that Nick Vile has talked about actually mm-hmm. a lot, in that like he went into fantasy suites with the intention of only sleeping with one person who he knew he was going to pick. Mm-hmm. And I do think you need to have, like, that's part of that, like, kind of sense of self, that, like, wherewithal of, like, really trying to figure out what direction you think you're going to go and and exploring, like, setting different boundaries depending on the relationship yeah. and what's going to be wise. But also, you have to then, again, have that sense of self to actually know know what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and and that's funny because Nick was patient zero for this with his, after the final rose confession that he and Andy had slept mm-hmm. together in the fantasy suite, which I don't think I took seriously enough at the time because I was like, it was so, it seemed impulsive, like it seemed emotional. And what that, that was just like the first cracking open of the door. And ever since then, it's been this like march toward like the sex that happens in the fantasy mm-hmm. suites is up for public discussion. And now it's not even just going to be like blurted out on stage. It's going to be revealed in a carefully produced series of segments. And the more, the more produced and deliberate those disclosures are, the more I'm like, wow, this was a really bad direction <laughs> for this to ever go. Um, yeah. So, <sighs> time well, for it's, it's good and a profit <laughs> way <laughs> <laughs> yes it's working yes. for them for sure um it hasn't the it's put all of the leads and and their finalists in a very bad position but it's working for the drama so meanwhile katie is carefully patting on her makeup and getting ready for a very special day and night with zach At this very moment or so, we are led to believe Zach is headed to see Gabby. 
who is surprised when he knocks on her door. And she's like, I'm glad I wore a cute outfit today. She is wearing an extremely cute little dress to hang out alone in her suite. <laughs> and Zach beams. He like comp- He's like, you look beautiful. I love, I love your outfit. She's like, shouldn't you be on a date right now? And he's like, yeah, we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> this scene was weird because I do think that they, that it seems clear that Zach is protecting Katie, but the way that he acts toward Gabby after their night together, it it comes off as if he is going to pick her. Like he has like crush face with her all of a sudden. He seems like giddy and flustered. And I think he's really into her. Yeah. And it kind of threw me. I was like, is he like in love with Gabby now? Like, is this? But then it becomes, I think, obvious that it's going another direction. So they sit down and Zach tells her that he had the best time with her. And when they parted, he was so nervous because of the intimacy, the no intimacy declaration he went into the week with and how that changed with her. Gabby does not look happy to be just filmed her talking this. about this. Right. She's like, oh, so you've. You can see the wheels turning, like, okay, if he's here, then he's saying this, then this has been disclosed. But, like, she's and just even processing in real been, time. Like, it's, that, oh, this is happening. It's happening in this moment has probably already happened before she even right. was there. But it, at the right. very least in this moment, he is revealing. And also, if it's happening in that moment, then obviously he's told production. Right. So, like... It's amazing that he's he's asking permission to tell Katie when he's already told the entire... All, the entire United States. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? Right. <laughs> like, the, the ship has sailed. Everyone knows mm-hmm. now. There's no hope of it being a secret, which is what she thought it was going to be. And he tells her that he can't go about this week having secrets. He wants to be transparent with everyone involved about the, you know. And then he, like, <sighs> grins. <laughs> and she's so uncomfortable. She's just trying to smile smoothing her hair like it's a nervous tick she's smiling with very sad eyes she yeah she's like trying to (laughs) she's trying to keep it together like you know that look yeah and she says oh i didn't i didn't realize you were so bothered and he's like no no it's not about us (laughs) yeah (sighs) and she's like okay i just i thought this was something that was between the two of us In her in the moment, it becomes even more clear how upset she is. I think we have a clip. I'm feeling a little bit blindsided because everything that's meant to be like private and between us is now like not any longer. Okay. Yeah, I'm just a little caught off guard, that's all. Yeah. I do feel like my trust was broken. Because I felt like it was between us. Now it's between us plus everyone else. Just a slight difference. Just the two of us. Us and everyone else. (laughs) Millions of people watching this show. people watching the show. And possibly even people just catching the headlines the day after it airs. Zach tells her, like, oh, our night was very special. I'm definitely falling in love with you. I don't want anything to get in the way. I can see a future with you. Again, he's like, I'm falling in love with you. I felt like he was like being so effusive. It was almost like he was struggling not to say something stronger. Like he was like, I can't say I love you. I'm to just going to say like, like I'm the, falling in love with you three times. It felt like the reward she got for her yeah. sacrifice. Yes. Yeah. That's how I felt too. That he was like, well, I have to give her something. I have to give her that reassurance. 
<laughs> it's but, like, I did tell everyone uh, about our secret. And also, I'm falling in love with you. So that really fair compensation. illustrates the power dynamic there of, you know, he gets to just get away with telling 10 million people that she had sex by, you know, delivering this reward of, I am falling in love with you. Congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) Those things aren't equal. You can have a little (laughs) affirmation as a treat after I exposed your private sexual history to millions of people. Yeah. It's like all you have to do is, is make a declaration of some level of affection and you have paid off any substantial like debt or suffering that they have faced because of you. It's, it's just a big fucking mess. Yeah. And that that is the thing that's like, even if he were like to pick her after this, that is a really, really unhealthy way to start a relationship. Like you need to be like trying to balance that power dynamic as much as possible early on and to go into like an equal engagement after the show with his declaration of having fallen in love with you coming in that context it doesn't set you up for a good Mm -hmm. dynamic. Like it sets you up for like me saying, I love you as a little treat from up here and Mm -hmm. and as a reward for all your service. And the whole tone of it just made me think that he is not going to end up with her. Uh, I felt like very confused by this scene. (laughs) He just seems so like excited to tell her that he's falling in love with her and I was like do you not understand what's happening right now (laughs) like she's questioning whether she's still in love with you Mm -hmm. because of what you just did to her like I can't imagine my partner doing this to me on television I don't like how do you get the trust back after that I guess the thing I'll say I try to look at both sides (laughs) this isn't really both sides but it's just that this has already been normalized in previous in multiple previous seasons. Con- specific contestants are outed for having sex. I mean, that happened on Clayton's season, right? Like because mm-hmm. Susie had an issue, he couldn't lie to her, so he had to say he had sex. And how many women had he had had he had overnights with before her? You know what I mean? So anything that gets normalized in a culture is suddenly, you know, your yeah. guilt goes down. Your yeah. I think this is why I was like always a little more sympathetic to Clayton. Because yeah, he was specifically very, very firmly asked what happened mm-hmm. uh, repeatedly. And the same thing happened with Hannah Brown and Luke P. And it's, it's, it's not quite the same as voluntarily choosing to announce it. But then it does seem very unnecessary to, at the rose ceremony, be like, I slept with both of you. Isn't this crazy? Like, that part was just, like, a little unnecessary. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's hard to manage that question of like, what do I owe to the other women? I don't think that that gives you the right to, as we've discussed, and I think we all agree, I don't think it gives you the right to, to unilaterally make that disclosure. Mm-hmm. No, I think that we all agree that this was just a big old mess and yeah. that there were a handful of factors both within Zach's control and outside of it that contributed to how much of a mess this was. And so he finishes this conversation and then is like off to Katie's date where I'm going to make that date not so fun too. Yeah. A romantic date of explaining to Katie why it's fine that I slept with Gabby last night, actually, (laughs) even though... 
<laughs> she's not going to ask and she doesn't want to hear about it. Um, so Katie and Zach meet in the jungle. She is in cutoffs, looking very cute and fresh. She's certain the day is going to go well. And Zach, Zach seems a little bit off. His energy is a little bit down. It's clear that something is weighing on his mind. But they set off into the trees. They find a glass-bottomed canoe waiting for them in the water. They paddle through the trees as the thunder rumbles overhead. Zach is just so preoccupied with his feelings of guilt and the secrets weighing on him as he takes in the sights and the fish and the crystal clear waters. Then it starts to rain. They finally stop and they sit on like a tiny bench in the middle of the river to make out while Zach figures out how to start a very mature discussion about having sex with Gabby with Katie. He's like, great, we're trapped here. This is the perfect place. Yeah, to they're have literally this on a tight, like a two-person bench in the middle of a river. Like, where can she go? Like she can't get up and be like, I need a minute. <laughs> they're having this conversation. So he tells Katie that he went into this week setting a parameter that he wanted to not have sex and physical intimacy involved. And he shared that with the other women. But a lot has changed and evolved because he has been intimate this week. It was a decision between the two of us that made sense for the relationship. And Katie at first seems to be taking this on board. I'm sure you're just like, how do I react to this in the moment? She takes a long time to really offer a verbal response she's like sorry my heart is racing right now and she finally says you know i knew going into this that this could happen and it just sucks to think about and she starts to choke up and get emotional and zach is like i just want you to know and not be guessing and she's like no i just kind of like figured it was the case but you like telling me is not what I need. She's like, I get that you wanted to tell me and you're saying that because you respect me, but I honestly could have went without that. And he apologizes and she's like, you don't need to be sorry. I get that it's part of this journey. It's just shitty to hear it confirmed. And she also is like, you're not sorry. Like, you're not sorry that you did this thing, which is fine. And that, and I found that to be interesting too. It highlighted the kind of absurdity of the situation. I mean, actually the only person it would have made more sense to tell is Ariel. Yeah. Because she was the only one who heard him make that declaration, you know? Right. But he was sending her home. So it was just kind of like Katie didn't even know what went down or what his previous decisions were. And it didn't seem like she necessarily cared until it was made known to her. Yeah. Right. I think that she did what most people who are sexually active probably, you know, and don't have like an intense religious mm-hmm. aversion do going into this show, which is like things are going to happen in the fantasy suites. He's still in a relationship or she's still in a relationship with other people that those relationships are separate from me. Those are also like my friends. Like I don't need mm-hmm. to hear details of that physical intimacy and like. If I am chosen, we will just start a new leaf from the time that that relationship really becomes official. Um, and she had clearly, she clearly was like, I, I know how this goes, but I've been protecting myself. And by disclosing this to me, you're actually not protecting me. Mm-hmm. You're actually yeah. forcing these details into like my reality and into our time together. I think we have a clip of her explaining this to Zach or trying to explain. But like, I know the gist of this week. I, 
I know what this is. Like, I just like, I know that you're gonna follow your heart. I know that you're trying to fall in love. I get that. I don't need to know. I know, I know, but like, you know where, like, I had set this whole like thing for the week, like I told you, 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 other you two women. You don't need to do that. I get that. And like, I, I've, and that was I've a done mistake. the same thing myself. Like I, I've put up like walls and parameters myself, but like, you don't owe me. Like that's your relationship with the other women. Keep it there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, the, like I, I don't, I don't care to hear it. To be honest, I was like cheering for Katie mm-hmm. hearing this. I don't think I've ever heard someone express themselves so clearly and make so many great points about like she explained so specifically why the way he went about this was wrong and at no point did that explanation include shaming anyone Mm -hmm. for having sex or shaming any sexual intimacy um and i really just appreciated that and thought it was honestly impressive that she kind of had the the composure to like deliver such a clear answer yeah i think it just shows how far the bachelor structure has like broken down like how it's so how much real dating (laughs) not even that but that it's not internally consistent anymore you know there used to be an expectation of fantasy suites that they would be a black box that it would be closed and there was a wink wink like we know what happens in there but plenty of people don't have sex in there and that information maybe kind of trickles out later or you just assume that some people do and some people don't and it's now become this thing where some women come in being like that's fair game for me to have ultimatums about or and some men to have ultimatums about to have standards about what is done with other people in the fantasy suite And other people come in being like, my understanding is that that's private and it's not my concern. And that is what protects this process and allows us all to keep going, even though it's weird that he might be sleeping with all of us. There's no one, like, assumption anymore. And so the women, however they try to navigate it, end up every season finding themselves like that it's the wrong way to have navigated it. And now they're being, like, put in this big emotional situation over sex that did or didn't happen with them or other women that week it's 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 just a mess mess. there's no consistent expectation anymore for how it's gonna go Mm -hmm. um and i think that she set a really healthy parameter we saw how badly it went when Susie was like i think that i should get to retroactively have an expectation for how you already acted with other women this week in your private relationships. And Katie was like, I'm going to be very understanding of the process. I'm going to take care of my own mental health and how I think about it. And it didn't work because Zach had to come to her with this confession. I just feel so bad for Katie in this moment. I do too. I liked how she was willing to hold him responsible. I mean, that is so hard to do on this show. And yeah, you're it, what my primary thought when she went to dinner is like, now she's just got to pull herself together and go forth. She can't hold on to this anger because we know what happens. You know, I mean, your your ability to be mad at pers- at the bachelors who did something and it was his fault. It's just so limited. It's so frustrating. You know, yeah. it's you have this short amount of time point. to decide, like, am I going to cut bait yeah. or do I have to? instead let swallow this go completely they're still competing she's yeah. still competing and what precedent does that set for when they're equal you know 
that before when he did something shitty, she just kind of had to swallow it and say, okay, I can handle this. It's not a big deal. Let's just move. I'm going to bury my emotions because if I make them your responsibility, you know, then (laughs) everything's going to go to hell. And it's not even just that he might just dislike having to be responsible for what he did. It also eats into the joyful time they can have together. It just eats away at time. Yes. I think that is something that struck me so much and that was clearly part of what was making Katie so frustrated is like, I have steeled myself. I wanted to have a good time today. These are our some of our final precious moments. Mm -hmm. And instead, this is what we're doing. Like, none of this was necessary. Yeah, even though it's the most crucial information to gather before an engagement is conflict management. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now she knows that uh, this is, I mean, they are are getting that important information about each other. Um, I think Katie handled herself really well in this conversation. And... Nevertheless, it does just, like, ruin the day date because how is she supposed to enjoy the day when they're spending it talking about how he slept with either Gabby or Ariel, which he scrupulously does not reveal. And I'm like, that I'm sure she doesn't need that information, but, like, <laughs> everyone's going to know soon enough. <laughs> um, and so they, they end the day date in a really bad place. Zach is like, seeing you so upset is making me really upset. And Katie's like, well, what did you expect? Like, what would you like my response to be? And he's like, I don't know, like, whatever your response is. And it's like, well. She's like, this is it, buddy. <laughs> <This> is it. <laughs> um, so they leave. Zach is now very shaken up and emotional. He's like, did I fuck up? Yes, Zach. Yes, you did. He tears up. He's like, I'm not sure how she feels about us now. And... Katie heads to a producer to vent and to be soothed. She's like, I just feel so distant from from Zach right now. I'm not sure how to spend the night with him when I'm not happy. She says, heartbreak doesn't feel good, but this doesn't feel good either. No one's feeling good. And then it's time for their, their night date. No one's feeling good. And Zach is fidgeting, seemingly unsure if Katie's even going to show up. Ultimately, of course, she does. She's wearing a really lovely lilac slip dress. It's a big purple week. Yeah, big week for, for purple. For Katie's outfits. <laughs> they have drinks on a couch in a suite. I was like, did he wait so long that they missed the traditional dinner portion where there's a table with food that they don't eat? Because they just head right into sort or of did they just, Or did they just portion. set it up in the in the suite? Because there were plates of food yeah, there where were, they were sitting. There was like finger food or something. And... Zach uh, tells her that he cares about her and this, and he wants to figure it out. And Katie says that at first she wasn't sure she'd show up, but here she is. She's like, the week was very challenging. I hadn't seen you in a long time. I just expressed that I was falling in love with you. I wanted to keep strengthening our relationship, and the opposite happened. And this is when Zach reveals that he just can't keep a secret, and that's fundamentally the issue here he's like for me i needed to tell you the truth i didn't want secrets from you before an engagement i can't hold a secret it makes me sick to my stomach and she's like well i don't want you to keep secrets and he's like good i won't i don't know how to i used to rat on myself as a kid because of my catholic guilt (laughs) you're like ah now we see now we see the root (laughs) of all of this what's going on here I did not know that Zach was Catholic, so... Well, now we do. Solidarity, brother. 
Um, <laughs> you can you can bond with Zach over your similar over our Catholic religious guilt. trauma. Yeah, but I listen. I did years of Catholic uh, abstinence only education, and the one thing that I did know for sure was that if you do abstinence only education, you can't just like have sex all of a sudden. You're not prepared, and I think that that is what's clear from this episode. What happens? If you make a vow of chastity and then you just suddenly have sex, you probably don't have any condoms and you've told a lot of women that you're not going (laughs) to sleep with anyone. And then when they find out, they're really upset. There are just a lot of things that can go wrong. This is why. This is why we need comprehensive sex ed. Honestly, yes. (laughs) Katie tells Zach that they can get through this and keep moving forward. It's worth it. And he says that she makes him feel some kind of special way. And they make out. He takes out the fantasy suite card. (laughs) No speech about not having sex this time. But I doubt she's in the mood. (laughs) They agree to go together. Once again, she's feeling confident. She's feeling clarity. She's glad she came. Zach is so relieved that he didn't lose her. We end with them making out on the bed. And then it's time for the rose ceremony. I just have to say, all three of the women, excellent outfits for this rose ceremony. They looked like Starburst. I know. I loved it. Was, was there a, a memo that they color. were all just going to wear, like, really like bold? jewel tones. Candy colors, yeah. <laughs> Ariel's in, like, neon pink. She's feeling good. Ariel appears to be the only one who doesn't know that shit went sideways this week, so I guess Zach never told her. Right. Yeah, I was it, confused certainly. about that because at the beginning she's like, he's like, well, I have to tell Ariel, and then we see no evidence that he told Ariel. Yeah, like she's coming into the restaurant and being like, I'm feeling so good. What a wonderful night we had. And you're like, oh, so you're going home, right. clearly. Yeah, you, you, you're the only one that maybe hasn't been emotionally traumatized yet. <laughs> so it's time for you to be emotionally traumatized by rejection. <laughs> Gabby is in bright green. She's feeling more complicated. She's like. It feels like he's cleared his conscience at the expense of my heart. My trust was broken. I don't know if I want this rose right now. Love that. Fair. Yeah. Gabby and Katie just really stepped up in terms of narrating their own reactions to this. There's just a lot of emotional maturity in general among these women, I think. And honestly, we said when it came down to Zach's final four, I'm like, maybe he does just have great taste in women because... (laughs) Good bunch. Katie is in Violet, and she's also feeling complicated about what happened and the the struggle they had. She's like, we did grow through that, but is our relationship stronger than the other women? Zach is still very stressed, and Jesse's here to be like, you did all the right stuff. You're delivering a killer fantasy sweets week, buddy. The ratings are going to be <laughs> off the chain. He's like, Thank sex you so week much. rules. Thank you. It's like, don't worry about it. Everything's fine. I'm like, Jesse, <laughs> you're leading him astray. <laughs> you should be very worried right now. <laughs> He's like, at least you are honest. And that's the important thing. Tell us everything and put it on television. These people can't be trusted. So to the women, Zach says that at the beginning of the week, he set parameters on how to find love. And it was a big mistake. He says that he's felt like a failure. He's caused pain. He's made mistakes. And he's so sorry. Imagine Ariel's thought process right now. Like, what yeah, I She keeps what a really good poker face during this. But you can see a little, like, a little confusion. Like, a little hint of, like, 
Okay. Yeah, she remains so stoic that it's hard to fully read her, but she must just be like, oh, I have missed yeah. something. Or she was just like told by a producer. I, I don't know. I would imagine she doesn't know because yeah. she seemed so, had such a pep in her step walking into the rose ceremony. But once you hear that, you've got to know he had sex. Like what else could he be yeah. talking about? <laughs> um. So the roses go to Katie and then Gabby, chosen second yet again, despite her insecurities I, that he oh was my so God. reassuring about. <laughs> He's like, oh, you're afraid of being chosen second? I will have sex with you, and then I will choose you second again. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Oh, poor, poor Gabby. Ariel embraces both Katie and Gabby. You can see them all whispering to her, like, I love you so much. It's cute. I love friendship. And then she walks out with Zach, of course, to a bench to have their goodbye conversation. And I will say that Zach really, I think, uh, like nails the dismount on this goodbye conversation. He says really specific things about Ariel, which I always appreciate in a breakup. He says she's one of the most interesting, intriguing, beautiful, respectful, and mature women he's ever met. He thanks her for opening up his, her heart to him. And she's very kind of quiet and stoic through all of this, but she whispers, like, I couldn't have done it with anyone else. Thank you for making this easy for me. Um, And he says, thank you for being you. They embrace. I will say Ariel does not press him on this, and he does not offer a reason why. And that is the area where he tends to really struggle in breakups. True. So She she did just let him, like, deliver his line. But at least he came up with a line that he hadn't used on the previous woman mm-hmm. he broke up with. <laughs> and all of yeah. those so. all those words felt so, you know, so applicable to Correct her. Correct for her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was a surprise. I mean, first of all, the whispered breakup is a ding, ding, ding this season. I mean, it's happened like three or four times. But it, it was such a swift breakup. I kind of couldn't yeah. believe it. Very yeah. unemotional. I mean, she managed to not cry the whole time, even in the limo. I know I was shocked. Yeah. You know that they drove her around yeah. and tried to get yeah, it's her to like cry. It's like you can like see <laughs> the barrier going back up. Yes. That's just like. Yes. Vroom. She clearly has like steeled herself, like has been through enough that she just has a defense that comes up and blocks her in the moment. Um, not a skill I ever developed. <laughs> I'm jealous. Uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, but Ariel has always been very composed, so it doesn't surprise me that she has uh, perfected being very composed in a moment like this. And even to the point of, like, whispering, the whisper is such a tell that, like, you have to let as little out as possible mm-hmm. in order to not disrupt mm-hmm. the shield that you have put in place uh, in front of all the tears and emotion. And... In the limo, yeah, she really maintains her poker face, but she's like, it really hurts. The future you've envisioned is gone in a cloud in a way. I'm wondering when it will finally click and I'll finally find that person who wants me above anyone else. Oh, Ariel. Back on the New York dating scene, that uh, sucks. But hopefully... She's going to meet someone who's cooler than Zach. Well, this is the thing. It's like, I do feel like Ariel could aim elsewhere. (laughs) I don't want to say That's why she got dumped was like, it just kind of felt like he knew that she, he couldn't Yeah. Do you think, do you think that it's like <laughs> applying to, to work at like, you know, like a coffee shop 
and you've just finished your law degree and they're like, listen, I think we all know (laughs) that we don't feel confident that you're going to stick around. So no, thank you. Like maybe it was sort of that vibe. This just isn't going to be the best match. Like we suggest you. And you're like, no, really, there are no law jobs in the entire (laughs) city. I need this barista job. And they're like, yeah, no, we just really feel like. You're going to think that for like three months and then you're going to find something better and move on. So let's just skip that whole part where we train you on our equipment. I I look forward to seeing what Ariel does next. Um, wouldn't too. say no to seeing her on the beach. Wouldn't say no to I, that I at think all. she would clean up Absolutely. on Paradise. I want that for her. Back with the women. Uh Katie and Gabby have a moment to confer, and it is very awkward. I think we have a clip. I know. You are not. I know. I just feel like I'm wearing, like, a name on my chest. It's kind of alive over here. Oh, my God. You can see <laughs> that both of them, when they're speaking, are holding roses in front of their mouths and trying to to be as quiet and mutter, but, you know, those those mics are sensitive. Yeah, they're trying to have this be, like, an off-camera confidence. I like that she invoked that image of the A to really drive yes. home the point. Like, I'm going to be branded I'm this. branded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that She's, is, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a reference to the Scarlet Letter. Hester Prynne. Hester Prynne. Yeah. Adultery. Um, a very New England reference for our Vermonter. And I thought it was a little, I understand Katie's position. I don't think she should have brought it up to Gabby. Uh-huh. I know it. I know you were the one. I know it was you. Yeah. yeah of course, that's going to like make Gabby feel even more embarrassed. I don't think that was Katie's intention. No, I, I don't think it was. And I then think Gabby's like, I, I feel like I have a scarlet like letter friends. on my chest. And she's like, oh no, stop. And I'm like, well, how would you feel if someone were like, mm-hmm. I know you were the only one who fucked yeah, him. Like, uh-huh. it's just they're in this weird position where probably the best thing is for them both to pretend like nothing happened. But the temptation to bring it up is so great. And she yeah. does. And I'm like, it just makes it harder. It is so, I mean, I I always wonder, like, what would have, because Kendall was my best friend on the show. Like, if Kendall and I were in the top three together, what would that, how would that relationship have shifted? Because mm-hmm. we told each other everything, you know? And back then, like, when there's a lot of women left, your relationship with Ari, at least for us, I think it was kind of, I don't know, it wasn't that protected. We were just like, yeah, and like, what was making out, like, for you? And what did you say? <laughs> you know what I mean? So when you're top yeah. three and that starts to shift, I, I can imagine just being like, I don't really know how to do this one. I also yeah. kept having it in my head. I'm like, is this Katie's last chance to find out about Zach's dick before she gets engaged? Like, I'd be like, <laughs> tell me. <laughs> I know you weren't the only one, so. Uh, yeah. Details? Was it, was everything working? Reviews? <laughs> like, what's your yeah. Yelp? Your Yelp on this one. How many stars would you give? <laughs> <gasps> yeah. yeah, it must be a tough thing to navigate, oh. especially when you've gotten so close to that other person. Mm-hmm. Like, they are two, probably two of the, the closest people. I think they are, like, best friends in the house, All and right. now they're the last two there. It's just hard for it to uh, not come off sucks. as, like, I know what you did, uh-huh. which is, like, not ever a comfortable thing to receive. The whole thing uh, just... It's just very awkward. Said, it sucks. It's so awkward. And, and then Zach... Uh, Zach comes back and like really does not 
direct enough attention to oh, Gabby. It's awful. The whole episode is about his anxiety over Katie's reaction. I'm like, yes. she is not the one to worry about, right? I mean, it, it is because that's who yeah. he wants to marry, but <laughs> no thought yeah. given and to Gabby. And the way that Zach right. keeps talking about how, like, it was what the relationship with Gabby needed, I was like, did you just, like, really feel the need to reassure her because she had confessed all these insecurities to you on the date and was kind of struggling and you wanted to like kind of find a quick way to like re-solidify the relationship and that's not like a really great reason to do it but that was like the first thing that my mind went to because of how their date went and then it immediately becomes clear that like the focus as you guys said is Katie so like just (laughs) don't um (laughs) Just let Gabby, like, deal with her insecurities. Like, I don't know. Right. Gabby is so attuned to the energy Zach returns. You know, he gives them both big hugs. But then he immediately, I noticed, after he hugs Gabby, turns his whole body and head directly back towards Katie. And in her, in the moment, Gabby's like, I feel like I was just put through the ringer and yet he's only making eye contact with Katie. Yeah. Like, I... I, and she also reiterates, I feel like I'm wearing a big A on my chest. Yeah. It's awful. I mean, it's the dynamic that can uh, arise in life, but also on this show specifically, when you're like, I like did something with one of these people and now I need to really show the other person or people that that doesn't mean that they aren't equally important to me by showering them with extra attention and that has the effect of the person who had that physical intimacy being treated as though they need to be shunned because of what they did right right and And she's now paired in his mind with mistake that shame yeah yeah instead of like beautiful sexy secret or something Mm -hmm. yeah it's like mistake that i made that is ruining my my journey um and like often like i remember with juan pablo even being like oh i consensually went into the ocean and like hooked up with claire but now i have to like make it clear that i don't condone that kind of behavior by like shunning claire Mm -hmm. and like teaching her a little lesson and i don't think that zach is trying to be punitive but that's just the the result of him trying to like demonstrate to Katie that he that he sees her as really important even though she's not the one that he slept with oh it's so gross so so next week we're meeting Zach's family (laughs) yay Zach acknowledges he needs to rebuild trust with Katie and Gabby Gabby is clearly going to lose it on their last chance date understandably because Zach's like yeah I have no idea picking still it's hard for me. Yeah. Oh, God. This is going to be a rough drive to the finish, and I am worried that Gabby is going to be number two again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely getting that impression. I'm like, did you think it would soften the blow to, like, sleep together before you picked her second? Like, I don't think that's going to do it. It's not going to make it better. Ugh. It's just, it's like globally now, yeah, it's setting up a whole arc where Gabby's well-being is going to be put second to Katie's at every step for the rest of this journey. 
I'm like really anxious for next week. And Me too. Um, I will say that Zach has seemed like he's happy with how things turned out. So I do think whoever he's with, he is still with them. I yeah. do. That is my guess, which great. I love that. Here for that. <laughs> I hope everyone, I just hope everyone's okay. That's how I end every episode now. I'm just like, I hope everyone involved is like mentally well. I'm worried. Like, I hope Gabby's job doesn't care about this. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I hope her, pa- I mean, hope her parents are okay. Like, you just hope shamed, everyone has a good about this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Good support system around them. Mm-hmm. Um, especially Gabby. Yeah. I guess we'll see. We'll see next week how this all, how this crazy journey wraps up. We do get a credit sequence where we learn that the cute little monkeys are not a fan of purple because <laughs> they viciously chase Katie off the path. <laughs> hey, they wanted to use the path. Why should Katie get to use the path and not them? Uh, it was. I too would run. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I have run. <laughs> M- monkeys are awesome, but they're scary. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> little violent creatures that just hang out. Yeah, they're very smart. Way. They're yeah. like, get the fuck off my path. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had a sandwich stolen out of my hand by a monkey. Like mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I mean, respect. <laughs> you gotta be careful. Um, I think it, my favorite part of this was actually just watching all of the women like silently walking down the path because we always see it with all the production and the music and everything. And then you like, actually oh, get just... a sense of how they're just like in full glam, like mid-afternoon, just stalking down and down and down and down a really long path all by themselves <laughs> in silence. <laughs> I love these glimpses behind the curtain. Me too. That brings us to the end of the episode, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you always for inviting me. I'm so glad I got this episode. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. What a week. What a week. Will you tell our listeners where they can find you and your pod and all that good stuff? Sure. Thank you. Yeah, my Instagram is Trombolina. um, And so you can also find access to my podcast there. But my podcast is on every place you would normally find podcasts. Uh, it's called A Little Help for Our Friends. It is a mental health podcast. I am getting my PhD in clinical psychology. My co-host is a clinical psychologist. We're both from Duke. And our basically the information we share on our podcast is part personal, but it is heavily reliant on evidence-based treatment and what we know about mental health from the scientific literature. So I hope And it's you'll... really engaging. Oh, I love Jacqueline's podcast. It's really it it really is great and done really well and responsibly so everyone should absolutely check that out well thank you Jacqueline thank you so much for joining us you're welcome and now it's time for love to see it hate to see it let's start with love to see it I love to see those rose ceremony looks this week that did the girls talk about this in advance I where they styled I just love seeing those three jewel tones next to each other absolutely gorgeous someone please tell me where I can buy Ariel's Barbie core dress I I think I need it (laughs) speaking of Ariel I personally will just miss Ariel my Jewish New Yorker soul sister We're going to miss her excellent style, her cool girl energy on our screens. And, you know, let's, I'm curious to see whether we get to see her popping up on Paradise. We also love to see Gabby expressing 
openly to Zach that for her, sex is an important part of a relationship. Um, I think it's always good when when people are able to talk about the importance of sex in a relationship and at the same time, maybe, you know, not have it be the, the actual having of the sex be such a big discussion point on national television. But just like, you know, sex, it's important. Exactly. We also love to see Katie expressing her needs so clearly and so clearly and carefully articulating exactly why Zach's decisions put her and their relationship in a bad position. And she did so without shaming him or the woman that he was intimate with. Like, there was no sense of sexual shame um, around that conversation. I really applaud her for that. Yeah, Also, how did she find out that Gabby was the only one? We didn't see Zach tell her that. My assumption is that they had a conversation off camera during the fantasy suite. Like, if I was her, I would absolutely be like, okay, now let's continue that conversation. (laughs) Now I want to know who it was. Um, And also your credit score. (laughs) Uh, I also love to see Gabby articulating really well. You know, she's been one of our top narrators this season, and that continued even in this really emotional time for her, that she articulated really well the ways in which um, her boundaries and her privacy were violated, um, and I think made it really clear and easy to understand, like, why the position she was put in was a hurtful one. Um, Even though it's also clear that she knows that if she expresses a lot of this directly to Zach in the moment, that it will, like, put her at a competitive disadvantage. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, we love to see Katie's adorably Canadian stories. I just have a soft spot for Canadians. And the Canadian and Katie really came out this episode. Chef's kiss. Yeah, the emotions, they'll bring it out. And now we have our hate to see it. We really hated to see Zach making a public point of a big no-sex rule and then not following it, which opened himself and the women up to a lot of unnecessary pain and exploitation of something that I think most people would prefer to be private. And I'll say it again, like, I think this is a really good illustration of why abstinence policies and chastity uh, promises tend to be kind of a bad idea and they don't necessarily stop you from doing the thing that you're promising not to do, but they do make the fallout worse if you're not prepared for it to happen, if you have made a public commitment to your community to not let it happen. And I think that uh, we should take this as a case study in how this kind of public commitment to not have consensual sex with another adult is maybe just not the best way of approaching your sex life. Preach, sister. Preach. I agree. (laughs) We also hate to see Zach violating Gabby's trust and sharing details about her sexual experiences, which occurred off camera in a moment that was extremely private on national television without her consent. We got into this in great detail in the episode, but this was, I think, maybe our biggest takeaway from this episode. Yeah, yeah, that was really hard to keep watching unfold um, from start to finish. We also hate to see Gabby being 
set up to be number two yet again. After having her sex life kind of splashed across our TVs for drama and I guess on some level to ease Zach's conscience, I don't think that there was an ideal way to handle having made the rule and then breaking it. But I do think that trying to stand up and take responsibility in the moment on television the way that Zach did was very much at Gabby's expense and it wasn't truly the considerate or honorable thing to do in the end. And now it looks very likely that she's also going to be rejected based on how this episode played out. We also hate to see Gabby feeling shamed, feeling as if she's wearing a scarlet letter for having a consensual sexual experience. Like this, you know, these things are all connected. Like when you set up an expectation that no sex will occur, you you almost give that thing like more importance and you then create a dynamic where the person who quote unquote like tempted you into that experience then feels by default labeled as some sort of fallen woman and it's just all really really ugly and exposes so many of the gaps in our like puritanical sexual culture and I hate that Gabby's privacy was violated and that she was then put in the position to feel as if she is kind of standing out as this, like, lone harlot. Yeah. And how could you not feel that way when it's being presented as this beautiful thing that we did was a huge mistake, and I'm so sorry. Like, there's no... Like, I don't regret it, but it's a secret that I'm now... that is now going to compromise everyone's relationships. And I feel so guilty about it. But I don't regret it. But I feel so guilty about it. And I have to tell everyone. Yeah, I have to confess to everyone in order to make amends and make it right. And I think that there's also this way that Zach keeps being like, oh, it was this beautiful moment that feels robbed. And it's like, by you. (laughs) Right. No one else did this. But for Gabby, it was a beautiful moment that was robbed from her not by her and a big part of that is being left with this feeling of shame and exposure and humiliation and as much as we appreciated that she was able to articulate that really well it sucks that she she didn't have that position we also hated to see katie having her overnight date overtaken by thoughts of zach sleeping with one of her dear friends (laughs) Which is what every woman wants to do on a date. Yeah, spend your date thinking about that. And in general, we just really, really hate to see the way that this show seems unable and unwilling to grapple with sex as something that is a often a positive and necessary step in building a relationship without making it a completely exploitative experience for everyone involved. Uh, I mean, they just are finding every season a new and unique way to make it this painful, exploitative exhibition. And it doesn't seem that that's an accident. I think that they want it that way because it does create drama Sex is a an age-old driver of, of drama, and they've figured out that they can access that part of the show, and it gets them more bang for, for the buck than winking at it. 
oh, what are they doing in there in the fantasy suite? Could be anything. Maybe they're just talking. Maybe they're exploring each other's bodies. They're getting a lot more out of making it public. And I don't see where this ends because they keep finding new ways (laughs) to make it into this kind of spectacle. And we really hate to see it. Now it's time for our personality rating out of 10 Verzakis. Claire, where do you think we landed this week? Personally, I feel like we saw quite a lot of Zach's personality. We're seeing who Zach really is, for better and worse. I don't know. I was at like a seven. Um, I guess that staying, holding even. I was like, I don't know, seven, another 0.5 for the Catholic guilt disclosure. Yeah. He, I guess he is Catholic. That's, that's a personality trait. Believe it or not. <laughs> I mean. Really shaped me. Um... We learned that he is not a born-again virgin like Sean, and he doesn't plan to wait for marriage. But I think it's also very revealing that he chose to follow this rule that was born out of that kind of faith conviction, just in hopes of doing a really good job at do- at being The Bachelor. Yeah. And this eagerness, <laughs> eagerness to please and to, to execute... Um, not quite strong enough, but seemed like a good idea, so he went with it. Very revealing, I think. Uh, so 7.5, 7, yeah. 7.5. We learned I wonder he can't if- keep secrets. We learned also that he's one of those guys who gets very flustered in hookup settings and just starts saying hi <laughs> to the woman he's hooking up with a lot after they finish up a particularly pas- passionate interlude. <laughs> So, yeah, we're seeing different sides. I think we saw a a good amount of Zach, including his chest hair again. So I'm going to say 7, 7.5. I do wonder if this is going to be our peak or whether we're going to get any higher in the finale. I think the finale tends to collapse a bit more into trope. And uh, right and script, you know that. That's doubt why we're I wonder if this is our peak. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I, I don't think we're gonna get the the long uh, the long dreamed of ten Verzaki episode. But this is a lot higher than where we started. I do feel like I know him a lot better than I did at the beginning. Absolutely true. And on that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our guest, Jacqueline Trumbull. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like our show, please remember to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And of course, spread the word. Tell all your friends about our lovely show. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and on Instagram at claireandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Claire E. Fallon. And I'm at Emma Lady Rose. We'll be back next week for Zach's big finale. It's finally happening. Stitcher. 
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. You're probably already familiar with Vogue. You know, the publication that has given audiences an exclusive inside look at fashion and cultural moments for more than 100 years. You can expect no less from Vogue's podcast, The Run-Through with Vogue. Meet the influential people behind the scenes of fashion's greatest moments, from designers and creative directors to Vogue editors and the woman behind the infamous Vogue closet. Get inspired while listening to the creative processes of people like author Zadie Smith, fashion designer Tori Birch, and uh, recent star of the Super Bowl, Usher. Go beyond the pages of Vogue with The Run-Through, available wherever you get your podcasts.